buying and selling real estate, it can be a tough business to navigate. Sounds like you need some friends in the know. For instance, two longtime Twin Ports real estate professionals who know the ins and outs of the market. This is the Twin Ports Real Estate Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAM. Hey, good afternoon and welcome to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results all the way until 1 o'clock this afternoon. All right, good afternoon, Gary. How are you today? Jim, we're doing good this week. Yes. We're, we've survived. Yes, what, what, is the, what is the official week we're in of pandemics, do you know? I mean, as far as it was announced. Is it... Well, well, I think it started somewhere uh, mid-March, March 15th. Um, I, I, re- I remember us being down at uh, of one of the soccer training camps on, I think it was March 8th. And it, things were wrapping up, and, the, and during that next week, they shut they shut everything down. Sports shut down, and yeah, and that was kind of the start of it, I think. So right, uh, we're yeah, three we, months into this. Yep, yeah. So in, in in the sports thing, it started with the NBA shutting down, and then shortly the thereafter, NHL, both of them, the hockey, yeah, and, within and within like a day of each other. Yeah. So. Um, the uh, restrictions are eased in Minnesota a little bit. You yep. can um, go back to a restaurant. Um, the Mall of America is open again. I heard that there's about 25% of the stores that are open. Um, I also found it interesting that there are some restaurants down in the Twin Cities that want to open. And I didn't hear this about Duluth. I don't know if it's true in Duluth. But in the Twin Cities... Um, couple of them haven't been able to coax employees back to work because yeah they're getting some uh, extra pandemic money <laughs> well i thought you meant uh of fear i mean panic i mean the, some of the civil unrest they didn't want to they didn't want to well they, maybe that's they, I, I thought that's what you were getting at no they were they were they were indicating that um they were enjoying more of the windfall of unemployment plus an extra six hundred dollars a week. Really? There you go. Yeah, <laughs> and you know you don't. I I think what the way is is that you don't have to go back to work. You know because of the pandemic, that if they say okay we're up and running again, I don't think they have to go back. But I'm not positive on that. Well, um, I I think the unemployment thing doesn't it have a an end date to it? it yeah, it, it ends at I I I don't know. I'm certainly not getting it, so. Right. Uh, but I've heard that, and uh, and but I've also heard uh, what you're what you're saying here is that some people are they're they're doing quite well on this, and right. you know what? And that's fine. I mean, I I don't begrudge them at all. I think that that's we were concerned from the get go on this this uh, pandemic that these hospitality, our tourism workers, our uh, restaurant workers, all of these people associated with that were going to take a big hit. So. Um, you know what? If they're making a few bucks, that's fine by me. Yeah, and here I just I just looked it up. It's going to end July thirty first, so pretty much most of the summer. But yeah, anyway. So and the um, the other thing was is that even though the restaurants were open, they weren't sure that people were going to come back. Um, but apparently, apparently they have. Um, and it seems like people are probably tired of the whole being at home thing and uh i think that people want to live a normal life maybe is what's going on here but very interesting stuff 
Um, have you noticed things opening up in the in Duluth? Yeah, I think things are slowly getting back to normal. No, well, I shouldn't say not slowly getting back to normal. I don't think they'll ever be back to normal. But I think people are starting to like figure out what they can and what they can't do. And uh, I, I, I actually have an appointment for a haircut next week that I'm in dire need of. And oh yeah, you know I can't go. I can't go outside any any right now, Jim, in, in the wind without like a headband on. And I've never worn headbands in my life, but my hair is so long that if it's windy out, I've got to have some type of a, a head covering, and uh, it's it's unusual. Wow. Well, I've gotten three haircuts. Two of them were two of them were self-imposed, um, and then fixed by my wife. And then um, I just did get a haircut uh, a couple of weeks ago by a professional. And oh lord, does that feel good? Just to yeah, get I can't wait. Ours, mine is next week. My son is, is getting his. So uh, things are coming back to normal. And and you know, in amongst all this stuff, Jim, with with life, you know, starting to like open back up and people starting to get back to work and, and slowly but surely, you know, we'll see how things go. The real estate markets have just been like absolutely bazonkers. And, you know, you talk about an industry that didn't get shut down during the pandemic and it stayed consistently busy. I mean, there was less of everything, but uh, it did stay consistently busy during the pandemic. But now it, it's just like, um, I, 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 we can keep talking about this every week and I know that we do, but it's just the, the energy in the marketplace and the fact that it's sustaining itself, uh, you know, with like, you know, people going in and a new house, hits the market, people go in, you know, there's like uh, 10, 12, 15 showings or whatever. And there's a half a dozen offers on it. Um, somebody gets it and the rest don't, but they're like, ants, they move on to the next one right? and the next one and the next one they get it great if they don't they keep moving on and it's like there's this like wild energy in the marketplace where it's like they just understand this is how it's going to be and it's like well if we get it great if we don't boom away we go to the next one and uh and i know i'm working with a couple buyers and we've written offers on these things and we're not getting them and it's like well we keep looking you know and and so uh, I, and I and i'm kind of to myself it's like well what's fueling all this you know why the why why all the uh uh, the uh, you know the people being so emphatic about wanting to go out and and get this done. What is fueling it? And I have a theory. Oh, what is it? You. Let's hear it. Well, I think it's a combination of a couple of things. I think first of all, uh, I think there was just so much. People have been sitting around so long not doing anything, and so there's just like pent up energy natural energy just from like sitting around not being able to do anything and then i think it's, it, you throw in these mortgage interest rates gems that have been just like oh, yeah. unheard yep. of right now and people taking advantage of that i think is uh, uh fueling uh, a, a fairly active market um so I, I, it's just a combination of things and then i think the desire for people to own their own home at the end of the day, I think that's a real big thing is people want their own space. They, they want to buy a house. They want to own a house. And, um, you know, there's a lot of energy in our marketplace between that 125 and 250. That's a very, very active market. And there's just not a lot of inventory. So um, I think it's just a, a, a combination of all those things fueling the market. You know, what do you think? Um, yeah, I think that's true, too. I, and I also remember 
um, when we were first talking about millennial buyers really coming into the market, and that was probably you know eight years ago or so when we were first talking about this, maybe five. Um, I remember saying things like, you know, they they really didn't like uh, they really didn't like our style of house. You know, they re- remember we had a whole conversation about we really don't like we really don't like your houses. So, um, and we were wondering. You know, if they were going to be a generation that never owned, or if they were going to, you know, come in droves. But I think a lot of it yeah, has they to do with they, they lived through the the, uh, uh, the foreclosure market, the, the right. housing recession. They were with their families that lost their houses, so that that was a big part of it. Is like we don't want to own right. our home, we don't want to go through this. Right now, I just think maybe they're having kids. I mean, I think that's a big, I, a big part of it for sure. Um, they want uh, the family. They're growing up. Absolutely, yep. they're growing up. I think that's a that's a that's a big point. Yeah. So and um, but it's it's a uh, it is a difficult time uh, to work with buyers for sure, in <clears throat> terms of them not getting what the house that they want. I mean that is that always stinks. But um, yeah, everybody's. What, do you, what uh, do you see primarily in buyers the emotional state of this stuff? Yep. Uh, what are you experiencing with the, with the buyers you're working with? Excuse me. Well, I would tell you this. Um, starting at the first conversation um, that I have with them, it's it's about losing a house and um, potentially, you know, and being able to move on from it. And now it seems like everybody understands that that's happening. So that's a good thing. I mean, they're they're hearing it. Every all these buyers are hearing it from their peer buyers, you know, other people that they know of who are in the market to buy and. So they know it's difficult. They they're kind of they're kind of geared to, um, you know. Well, how much do we have to go over? I mean, that's a question that we that we hear a lot. Where that's not a question we ever used to hear. Um, so it's it's interesting. I think interesting. I think they're I think they're more settled with it now than they were at the beginning of the year, um, the beginning of this whole push. You know. Yeah. So and I think that maybe. With the pandemic and the slow spreading of the pandemic around here, um, maybe people thought that, you know, this is a great opening to go in and, and buy a house because everybody else is going to be worried at home. And that that never really happened in our real estate industry. Yeah. Uh, save for a couple of weeks, you know, when everybody's going, what the heck's going on, you know? Um, so it's been interesting. But I'll tell you... Um, Duluth and Superior in our immediate area is very busy, but you don't really have to go far before you'll find that the situation is not the same. So it does have a lot to do with the local economy. Um, and we're coming up on a break here, Gary. I think that during the next um, during the next little part of our program, we should talk about what we think is going to happen. You know, with the local economy being with you know we've got several companies that are now confirming that they're closing and some serious stuff. So let's take a break, Gary. We'll be right back. You're tuned into the Twin Ports Real Estate Show and hang in there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronning, Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Gary, go out and give out your phone number. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615. How about an email address? Uh, you can reach me at G, my last name, Calliger, K-A-L-L-I-G-H-E-R, at gmail.com. There you go. 
Uh, my phone number is 218-348-7653. And my email is just jimronning at gmail.com. Although, Gary, Jim, how many... I want to re- re- remind people that, you know, if we're giving out our phone numbers, hey, you can send us a text. Oh, yeah. Yep. We text. And, uh, you know, if you're interested in knowing the value of your home or have some questions about buying a home, would like to sit down and, and, and discuss with us, uh, you know, what your housing needs are, text us. We'll get back to you. There you go. Yep. All right. So, uh, interesting. We were talking about our market up here and how it's very busy. And, you know, my kind of just statement lately has been it seems like there's about five buyers for every house. And I don't know if you agree with that, but it just kind of feels like that. Yeah, I'd say there, in some cases there's 10. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, but the five is a very good number. Yeah, so it's um and, and you know I've been talking to a lot of potential sellers lately, and and a lot of them are are surprised with what's happening. So uh, it's encouraging to be a seller, that's for sure. So Gary, here I'm gonna. My sister is gonna be moving down to the Siren, Wisconsin area, which is um past. It's it's south of Danbury. You know, down, you know, probably about an hour and 20 minutes south. And normally I wouldn't, like, travel outside of my market. Um, but for my sister, I'm going to, to help her find a house. And so we're going to look at uh, houses on Saturday, um, the, the day that this recording is playing. Um, and it's interesting. Um, just that little way south of us, there are... A lot of houses to choose from we probably would have up to like 10 or 12 to look at you know in a very kind of small geographic area um, and it's completely different than it is um, up here and talking to some of those agents down there Gary they were they were kind of shocked that we had such a robust market um, and um, they apparently do not so it'll be a my seller, my sister is going to be selling in a seller's market and buying in a buyer's market, and not very far away from home. Where does she currently live? She lives in Superior. Superior, okay. Yep. So, are you looking at properties that are rural, semi-rural? Do they have some yeah. land with them? Um, are they're these not inner city properties. Well, they don't. They don't necessarily want to be rural. Um, their daughter, their daughter lives on a. She's got a farm, complete with cows and everything, you know. Um, and um, so they want to be sort of close. And then their other daughter lives further south of that. And then you know, one daughter's still in Duluth. But um, this area that they're in, let's just say it's like a. I think Siren has a population of maybe three thousand people. So, and then there's other little communities that are right there, little towns. So. Any one of those places within, say, a 20-mile radius is going to work for them. But the dynamic well, is very different. That yeah. is a really nice area down there. And the surrounding area, I know there's lakes in there. Um, and what type of house prices do they have? What's, what's the kind of the style of houses? And uh, Oh, yeah. Well, there's one in particular that they, they like. It's a three-bedroom, two-bath ranch. I think it's like 1,200 square feet on one floor um full basement attached garage on a like a regular city lot 150 grand you know pretty dang good numbers well jim i just happened to be sitting at my computer 
and I happened to type in Siren Wisconsin Real Estate, and I got a bunch of houses that you guys can look at here. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's yep. a Remax down there. Yep. And uh, um, it uh, it looks like a. It looks like, like you say, there's definitely quite a bit of inventory available down there. Right. And uh, it, uh, but that, but that's a cool area. I mean, I've been down through there in uh, um, very nice, good location, not too far from here. And uh, right. And you know, I that hope most they of find something. most of Siren was rebuilt. Do you remember? Um, it was probably in the '80s or maybe, yeah, early '80s. Big tornado, I think. It yeah, was they the 90s? were. Yeah, they were completely big tornado. Yeah, completely wiped out. I mean, it was like a clean slate with so many things that were torn down. So, it's a relatively <clears throat> um, siren is rel- seems relatively new, you know, compared to um, um, the rest of our our markets up here. Actually, that was two thousand one. Was it that, that recent? That F uh, three tornado came through there. Yeah, I just looked it up. Wow. So, and I, I remember that, you know, that, and that was the start of our real boom in real estate market up here locally. And, uh, and I do recall that, that, uh, that big tornado that wiped that town out. Right. So that's 20 years ago, not even 20 years ago. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know why uh, I thought it was a lot earlier, but yeah, that was, that was a, that was a bad deal. But, um, it's a real, it's a real fresh little area down there and it's close to the Twin Cities. Um, you know, pretty dang close you know that's why i was kind of surprised that the market you know it almost seems like it's it's a commutable distance but it probably isn't well i have a big question for you jim sure do they have wi-fi right they do (coughs) i think well they must yeah um now it's not that my sister and brother-in-law really need it they don't um they don't do much on social media or, you know, they just don't do that. That's all, you know? Yeah. They still like to talk on the phone. So they talk to their grandkids every day on the phone, it seems. And yeah, so it'll be fun to go down there and uh, to look at houses um, in another area and uh, kind of discover the values together and then, um, you know, be able to uh, find them what we feel is the is the best fit for them. So... That'll be interesting. Well, there you go. You know what I always, I always used to say? I always used to say that I should charge friends and family more because they're such a pain in the neck. Ha. <laughs> but it should be fun. Well, you take care of her. So, uh, oh, I will. Yep. All right. But so, listen, I know we want to talk about this market again here right. locally. And, and, and I think the big issue that we're looking at uh, in the real estate community is the jobs. Right, and you know we talk about our marketplace, Jim, and and how active it is, and how wild it is, and, and you know going on right now. But with the amount of jobs that we've we've lost through these industries, and you know we had another one last week, which was Verso, the paper mill shut down. Right. Um, these are big jobs. These are jobs that people work at, and and they're mm-hmm. able to support our local economies and buy things and. And so when you when we lose in this in the Twin Ports when we lose jobs like that I mean 15 1700 jobs may not seem like a lot but here it is and and then you take these these uh, jobs that are well paying jobs that's a big hit and so is our our real estate market going to suffer maybe not now but maybe in the year year and a half is there going to be a leg where it's like 
all of these people are selling their houses now because they have to move on and you know people are buying them because there's you know energy in the marketplace but a year down the road or two years down the road what's the market going to look like here are we going to have some technical egg right yeah i believe it's i believe that's going to happen um you know there's 225 people that will be laid off it says the majority will be laid off you know they're closing two mills there's another one in wisconsin rapids so total total employees between the two mills is a thousand employees i mean that's just wow it's a lot yeah um but yeah you you know you lose that you lose aar um you know and then we look at our market right when you look at our market and you go well we are crazy busy if we have five buyers for every house right now or so it seems you know these things might not seem to some like they're gonna matter but i think that this is kind of a little bit of a snowball effect now personally and uh i'm more than a little worried about it um but i don't know if it'll hit us by next year i don't know if it's gonna i mean i don't know if it's gonna hit us at all i mean you and i are notoriously bad on predicting interest rates right Yes, we are. <laughs> you know, so I hope not, and I, you know, I hope that, um, man. I mean, I don't know if they could convert it. I don't know what to do. You know, but the the thing with the paper mill in Duluth is, um, I guess, and I could be wrong, but they they are they make the kind of paper that uh, is made for newspapers, amongst other things, and the 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 demand is just dropped for that. Have you seen the size of our? local newspaper right. daily newspaper recently yep. it's just it's been nothing i mean there's nothing there's yep. no content whatsoever there's no advertising in there i mean it's really changed yeah it says a duluth paper mill has one paper machine with the capacity to produce two hundred and seventy thousand tons of paper a year for uses such as newspaper advertising inserts catalogs and magazines so, but like I said, well, I just wonder if they can convert it. Um, but even if they could, maybe the competition to make other kinds of products is already filled, you know? Well, the demand has to come back. I mean, you have to right. have, I mean, it's like anything. I mean, I mean it's a supply and demand issue. And, uh, uh, we, you know, and so until we, we get back to some type of uh, normalcy as, uh, as a nation, as a, uh, all the countries around the, the globe, you know, I mean, I, I think you're going to see these global industries. Um, you know, I think they're gonna they're they're in a slowdown, and so I think it's it's just uh, it's kind of just the nature of the beast, you know. And and if the demand comes back, you'll start to see things ramp up. But uh, uh, it's still locally here, Jim. I think with the loss of the jobs that 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 we're experiencing, it's going to be tough to replace these things, and our market real estate market jim it's obviously it's been a seller's market for a number of years and we all know that it, this is a, a cyclical thing at some point the pendulum's going to swing and it's going to go back to where it's going to be a buyer's market to where the inventories are going to increase the um uh the amount of buyers looking to buy is going to decrease and so sellers wanting to sell their houses aren't going to be experiencing the multiple offers. In some cases, they're going to sit for longer. So we may go back to seeing um, sellers paying buyers closing costs or the prices adjusting themselves and coming down. Um, it's very hard to predict what's going to happen, but I do think that we've been in this overheated market 
at least since 2014, 2015, where it really converted to into a seller's market. And, and how long can that we sustain that? Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. And the other thing to remember here, Jim, too, you got real estate uh, houses that you live in. But what about the rental units as well? You know, Duluth, we've been talking about the rental market for, for a number of years, and they're still continuing to bring additional rental units into the marketplace. And so what's that going to look like as well? Because some of these people that were working on these jobs, they obviously didn't, not everybody owned a home and they were renting. And if they've got to leave, are we going to see a downturn in the, um, you know, the rental market? You know, are the vacancy rates going to begin to go up? You know, what's going to happen with that? I don't know. The other thing to remember, Jim, is students, you know, for a lot of rentals, college housing is a big deal. And oh, yeah. it's a big business. In and every, yeah, in every college town in the nation. Um, don't, uh, what's going to happen with the universities, we don't know, but will that affect the rental market? And so these are all things you're just going to have to keep an eye on. Yes. And, you know, we still have, um, there's still a lot of pain in the um, medical community in the Twin Ports. You know, I mean, there's, there's a tremendous amount of layoffs and, um, you know, there's just, there's just not the work that's going on at those places right now. And, um, it, it makes it difficult. So all of this is surprising to me that it's not having a bigger effect right now, um, on what's going on. But I would tell you that, um, I think eventually, yes, this is going to be, this is going to cause a correction. Um, because we're so short on inventory though, I'm not sure. You know, if this is going to flip the switch, I just think maybe it'll bring it into maybe a more normal kind of a market. Yes. But it'll be, it'll be yet to see. So. All right. Number next. Yeah. Um, How about let's just talking about, you know, how do we get houses sold in this market? What is it that we are doing that, that makes it, um, special to use us, I guess, you know, Remax results has a lot of tools. And I know we want to talk about that. We got a couple of, um, couple of minutes here before we go to break. And I just wanted to start off with on that subject, if you don't mind of, first of all, is getting out there in social media, getting it out there to all those buyers who, um, are the ones that are looking at all of these products. And a lot of it happens I don't know what you call it naturally because it gets, it gets uploaded from our MLS into a lot of websites and things like that. But, um, tell us about some more things that you're seeing out there in the market of how are, how are real estate agents promoting things? Well, I think, you know, if somebody's interested in selling their home, Jim, I think using, uh, you know, you or I from Remax results is certainly, um, a very good option because first and foremost, you get the most experience from agents that you can have. And so taking care of people uh, within the the real estate process is a very important thing and keeping people safe and out of, uh, out of trouble is, is uh, it's a good thing. And so sometimes the experience matters and and that's what you get when you hire, you know, uh, the uh, Remax results, Jim or myself. And, um, uh, but the other thing is the marketing, Jim. I mean, you can't, from the pictures that we take, uh, to the uh, uh, the, the re- re- Remax results itself, and what they do once we input uh, one of the one of your listings uh, in the marketplace goes to so many other uh, portals. It gets it's get, gets delivered to so many sites and that that it's just it's an unmatched platform. But the other big things, Jim, are certainly Facebook and Instagram. 
and being able to promote your properties uh, on these portals has become a big thing, a big tool for people. And uh, uh, those are all things that we utilize when we, um, you know, market your property. All right, Gary. With that, Gary, we got to we got to we got to cut out for a break real quick, though. So hold your thought. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back to the third segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Running and Gary Callagher here from Remax Results. Gary, get out your phone number again. Folks, you can reach me or text me at 218-390-0615. Yeah, and my phone number is 218-348-7653. So, Gary, we were talking about marketing and uh, how we market these homes. Um, yeah, but the other thing I just I wanted to, to go into, Jim, is about... You know, prior to listing your home and marketing it and going forward with the listing, you know, we we have a process that we utilized to come out and give you a value of your home. And, uh, you know, we have some we have the best tools in the marketplace, uh, you know, in terms of like uh, all, every all the electronic tools that we have available, the, the, uh, the CMAs uh, for the. Um, uh, comparative market analysis that we do and so the technology that we have is just incredible and we give you a very good broad understanding of how your home relates into the marketplace that you're going to be in you know and, and what has sold what is similar uh type properties that have sold and so so we're able to give you the insight as to uh you know what the actual value of your home is and one of the biggest things that uh, that I see with with people and, and sellers in particular is there's always a difference in the in their perception of the value versus the the market's perception of the value, and trying to like bridge that gap is it can sometimes be a challenge. You know, in right. today's marketplace where everything goes out the window because it's so busy, it's just you know sometimes you just set the number and away you go. But as we get into a market that's more balanced, um, understanding. The, the specifics in terms of pricing of your home. I think it's really important to people. And we, we will give you that insight and that expertise uh, as to how it all works. You know, and I think the other thing that, and the most important thing that we shouldn't remember is, or shouldn't forget, I should say, <laughs> shouldn't remember, um, shouldn't forget is, you know, the advice you're going to get with who you hire. That's the most important thing to me. And, you know, if you're pouring over five different offers, um, I think the natural the natural reaction a lot of times is to take the highest one there is when that's not always the best case. I mean, I think you need to still, um, my advice to people is, yes, let's look at the highest offer, but let's look at the best buyer um, and see what the best buyer is, where they are, you know, in terms of financial, in terms of, um, you know, down payment, earnest money, closing date, all these kind of things that seem to fit. So, um, you know, that's the, that's the advice that a person, I think, can really um, utilize with a professional agent, experienced agent um, like you and I. So that's my big speech is I think that the basics have never changed in terms of, of, of how to sell your house and what offer to accept. So hopefully you don't have any disappointment down the road. Well, it's a um, it's a different market out there, and helping people navigate through that, I think, is really important. And giving them the, the correct advice is um, is a big deal. I totally agree. Yep. Okay. Jim, I have an update on my daughter. Yes. 
from Las Vegas to Syracuse, New York. Yes. Now, you know, the house will start with the house in Vegas. They, you know, it's been a roller coaster for them where Zillow purchased their house. Uh, this yep. is way back in March. And uh, uh, then they backed out of the deal when the pandemic started. They stopped the guarantee offer program. And the deal they started the it up again. But go ahead. Um, and they had another offer and it, uh, they did the inspection and it fell apart. Then they, they just received another offer, um, about 10 days ago. And the offer came through and it was the highest offer that they had received since putting it on the market. And the, uh, they went through their diligence period or their inspection period. And, uh, they had, a, they requested a concession. Uh, it was like $3,000 and they, my daughter and her husband granted my son-in-law and, uh, they, um, um, they were keeping their fingers crossed. My daughter's calling me daily saying all oh, the diligence period ends on next Tuesday. You know, it ends tomorrow. And she was just really nervous because they had found a house in Syracuse. And, uh, uh, and so this past Tuesday was, was the deadline and it went through. And so they have an official offer on their house and, uh, um, they're going to close uh, in the first week of Ju- July and they were able to go ahead and, and buy their house in Syracuse, New York, where, where my son-in-law is now working. Beautiful. So they, uh, but that market out there, they, they had to go through three houses, um, with multiple offers before they would, before they got one. And I, I you know, I kind of yelled at my son-in-law because they were walking into these new listings on the market. And they're putting these offers together that were ten to twenty thousand under the list price, and and I finally kind of had enough. I said, "What? You're never you're never going to get these homes. You guys right. are wasting your time doing this. If you can wal- think you can waltz into these new listings and offer them less than what they're asking, you're you're never going to be able to get one. They're not going to take your offer." And he came up with his logic on this thing, and I just said, "I don't agree with what you're doing here, and you've got to just step up to the plate, offer them what they want." or you're going to lose out on every single one. And um, uh, begrudgingly, they did on, on one of these things, and they got it. And um, uh, there's, there's some beautiful houses out there in that, that Syracuse area. It's, it's east of Syracuse a little bit. And uh, uh, they got a very nice house. And it actually was for quite a bit less money than what they had been looking at. So that in really? itself, and they're getting a new roof on the house. But the, as my daughter was saying in the last two to three weeks, she said the competition is just wild out there as well. So it seems like across the country, these markets have kicked in and uh, people are out shopping for houses. And uh, uh, Las Vegas as well seems to be back where people are out they're doing their thing. Right. I know that they, the casinos and everything have opened back up the hotels. So hopefully this is all a good sign for us. Are they, are they happy to be out of Las Vegas? You know, my, my daughter, yes, the, the question is, yes, they're happy to be out of Las Vegas. But my daughter went from, you know, you live in Las Vegas. She lived out there for almost 20 years. And, you know, you're in the, it's a hustle and bustle out there. There's so much activity. And then you go to a remote area where there's, you know, hardly a Wi-Fi signal. You got to stand in one room in the house and talk on the phone. It was a big change for her. And uh, they were living in my son-in-law's parents' house uh, as they moved out there. But, and so part of her wishes she would have stayed in Las Vegas, then they, they would have been leaving just right around now. But um, 
they they're in a it's a much different lifestyle you know you have a dog and a, and a child and you know pets or whatever and, and you live in las vegas you know what the housing is out there it's like you got your house you're in gated communities everybody's got the you know like a seven eight foot high concrete block perimeter as their fence around their house and if you sit on your deck you're all looking down and you got a two-story house you're looking down over everybody and so there's not a, a ton of privacy and now they're up in the mountains uh, you know, in, in, the, in the Syracuse area. And it's just a completely different, as far as geography goes, it's completely different in, in lifestyle. But uh, getting down there, they're in a little bit north of Syracuse, at, at, uh, it's called Saranac Lake. And so getting into that Syracuse area, will, will, there'll be a lot more activity. And I think she's looking forward to it. But it's a big change for her. Um, so as far as um the the market out there it's it's kind of similar to Duluth in that there's multiple offers on every single house yeah well and this is an upper end market that they've been looking at I mean, right. these these houses were a little bit more expensive and and so you know that level of activity that they were experiencing in these four or five six hundred thousand dollar homes is um, it was really surprising to you know, everything that was coming on the market was boom. You know, you had three offers on it out there. And uh, so they, um, um, you know, the fact that they were experiencing that in that type of a dollar, you know, price range is yeah. that's a healthy market, you know. What is, what is your, uh, what does your son-in-law do? He is a um, healthcare attorney. Okay. <clears throat> and is your daughter still working? No, she's a stay-at-home mom right now um and um i got you she would rather she i don't take this wrong but she would rather be working (laughs) oh yeah yeah my daughter's grown up and i mean they've always worked my kids work and they do you know this and that and uh uh, and 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 she's uh but she's had our my first grandson and uh uh and so and we and we love it but uh um you know, when you're living, when when you guys are, when you're approaching 40 years old and you're living with the in-laws, I think that there's, there's just a natural, you know, you got to live your own life, but, you know, and, and when you have to live exactly. with the in-laws for a few months, it can, it can, it can cause you a little bit of frustration, I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, when you were talking earlier about Zillow, I wanted to tell you that Zillow is, is buying homes again in six more cities, six cities. Atlanta, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, and San Diego, and Sacramento. Those are the only markets they're in? That's where it says that they are coming back into those markets first. So, interesting. Isn't Zillow based out of, like, Seattle or somewhere over Yeah, there? that's what I thought. I guess I can't what, be sure. What, what do you yeah. think is going to... I don't know how much time we have left here, Jim, but I, what do you think is going to happen with the housing market out in Seattle and... With everything that's going on in there, I mean, there's a lot of wild stuff that's occurred in Seattle in the last couple of weeks. Well, you know what? We've got to we got to take a break, and then we've got another three minutes before we end. So let's talk about that when we come back, okay? Yep. All right, folks, you're tuned in to the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. We'll come back for one last session, so stay there. Hey, welcome back to the last segment of the Twin Ports Real Estate Show. Jim Ronnie and Gary Callagher. Gary, give out your phone number one more time. Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615, and I take texts. Um, same with me, and that number is 218-348-7653. 
Okay, so I've been kind of under a rock here the last day, um, and seeing what's going on in Seattle is just crazy. Well, I'm just curious, you know, how this is all going to affect. I mean, there's a lot of unrest in a lot of our major cities, Jim. And right. I'm just trying to figure out what how, what this means for like local real estate markets. I mean, you know, some of some of the unrest that we're dealing with. These are major cities that that are popular cities that are that people live in and and they flock to. And there's major industries that are in these cities. And, and uh, you know, you've heard rumblings of uh, in Chicago, for example, uh, some of the major retailers. You know, are you know they can't be. Uh, they're not protecting them, and their stores have been looted and some of this stuff. And so what does this mean for these communities when it comes to the real estate market? Are, are, are we going to see like a shift? People are just saying, hey, we can't live here anymore. We're going to migrate out of here. And where is it? Where are they going to go? Are, right. are uh, you know, the people, our industries, uh, manufacturers, those types of things, are they going to, to shift and migrate out of these areas to where – you know, if you can't guarantee our protection, there's no reason for us to stay here. Uh, you know, and so what 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 that looks like in the future, I don't know. And what what it looks like for residential housing in these communities, Jim, I, I, I don't know. I think Seattle is going to be an, an interesting uh, test. I think Chicago is going to be, you know, how that all shakes out there. I mean, it's uh, uh, so keeping an eye on this stuff and watching what happens. And, and, and will this cause, like I said, people to migrate out of these communities? Right. And where are they going to go? I don't know. I don't know what it means, but it's it's an interesting time that we're living in and how it affects the real estate markets locally and wherever they are will be something that we'll have to watch. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at some of the stuff that says, you know, there, there are signs that say cop free zone and other signs that say you are now leaving the USA. Oof-da. Yeah. So it's a, it's a wild time that we're existing in and, uh, I hope I hope for the best for everything and everybody, and uh, but how it how it affects them when it comes to their housing needs, being a renting or buying or uh, um, you know being a business owner or whatever. Boy, oh boy, I don't think we've we we understand what the end result of all this stuff is going to be at this point. I think we're just in the beginning of it, and and how it shakes out, I don't know. Yeah, it's. Yeah, definitely a very, very, very different time that's going on right now. Unprecedented for sure. So, All right, Gary, well, that's about wrapping us up here. So before we go, why don't you give out your phone number one more time and your email address? Folks, you can reach me at 218-390-0615, and my email is gcalliger at gmail.com. All right, and Jim Ronding here, 218-348-7653, and jimronding at gmail.com. Folks, thanks for listening, and we will uh, hopefully have you tuned in next week again when we are here from 12 to 1 right here on KAL 610 AM.